indeed. Oh, yes, my friends. Oh, come on. I mean, just come on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, we're on a roll, Phil. Yeah. We ain't messing around. We're just, you know, we're just doing the Drum Brigade podcast. Like every week, guests. We're back, baby. Yeah. We're back. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, we're back. We ain't messing around. You know? First of all, why are you asking me that? (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly how I feel right now. Uh, Thank you, guys. Welcome. Welcome. You know, we love you all. And um, thank you. We're here. It's now. I'm Corey Kingston. Um, That guy over there. Well, we're back on Zoom, by the way. By the way, back on Zoom. I know. I know. I know. I know. We're going through changes, you know, we're going through changes. And so, and it's just, we, we determined that through the pandemic, it was way easier to do the guest thing. Um, and like do the guest thing on zoom, I guess you can say, because if not, we have to set up all kinds of jambalaya (laughs) to make it work. And so it's nonsense. It's nonsense. All right, so that guy over there plugging in the things and getting levels and just making life happen for the Drum Brigade podcast. It's the one, it's the only fantastic, funky Phil Pardell. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah, funky Phil. He's back. He's back. Me. Yeah. Yeah, What's going on, man? What's going on? Same old, same old, man. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. Hitting stuff with Um, sticks, you know. Yeah, same here. Same here. I got a lot to talk about, but we have a guest coming on. Okay. And um, and so he's coming on in like nine minutes. So we're we we're gonna have to like, you know, I'm gonna tell you about the drum brigade, and then we're gonna get this dude on, and then we're gonna talk about us after this dude comes on. Okay. All right. So um this is a uh, this is a uh, stoked to have this dude on. I I have a lot to I have a lot of questions because I don't know too much about this dude. Um, listen to some of his music. Great drummer, rock drummer. Um, his name is John Wysocki, I think John Wysocki is coming up. Yeah, founding member of Stained Phil, founding yeah. member or one of the founding members, I should say. Um, so he has an, a single coming out or an album coming out with a band called Lydia's Castle. So we're a Nashville based drummer or uh, I got a lot of questions about that. Like, does he play at the tin roof? Do they make him play a continuous? Is it true? Maybe get on a soapbox about that. Are the drums like straight up bunk? <laughs> Speaking of which Wednesday, guess where I'll be funky Phil. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'll be back there. Tin roof. It's coming up. Um, not for a real gig though, just for the showcase. Yes, the showcase. Okay. All right. So before we get started, before we get into it with um with John, um, we spin the wheel of death and all that good fun. Uh, Drum Brigade and Drum Brigade podcast. We have a lot of things going on as usual. Um, and um, you know, we're we're like we're always kind of trying to come up with new stuff and different things and all of that stuff. So Drum Brigade is gonna be on a little bit of a break just as far as the podcast goes and lessons go while I'm on tour. But um there might be some one off 
you know, solo podcast or something like that, but we'll see about that. Anyways, um, we're also, uh, just, um, you know, we have some, some lesson videos and we have, um, $5 Patreon. It's not $5 lessons. It's $5 a month and you get all of the Patreon lessons and there's some good ones in there. So normally, um, what I try to make the, 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 you know, I, I, I don't ever really talk about this because I got on, I, I was on a life, like a lifetime soapbox about, about Patreon and how irritating it is to try to work a Patreon and try to try to have some, any kind of income, especially if you're in music, people just view it as like, well, why would I just pay Like just post on YouTube for free. And like, they don't realize how much effort and goes into this. So when I do a Patreon lesson, like, I mean, I try to write sheet music. I try to like do some cool stuff, film it, video it, edit it, make it, you know, something of value. I think it's much more valuable than $5 a month, $1.25 a week, but whatever. Um, but anyway, it's not a negative thing. When I, what I try to do with the Patreon though, is, um, have some concept ideas. So instead of this is how you play a paradiddle, like use like a, a, get a concept going and then you can take it however direction you want. So there's not a lot of time spent on like, you know, um, here's how to hold your sticks and here's how to sit up straight. And let's talk about like the, the, like, I don't know, geometry or physics of like how your stick approaches the drum head. And I'm not, I'm not that kind of teacher anyways, but, um, it's more about like, Hey, here's a concept, you know, here's a chop that we're going to work on and this is the sticking. And then we're going to try it as 16 notes and then we're going to try it as 32nd notes. And then, or we're going to try it as 16 note triplets or whatever. And then you can take it. We're going to try this orchestration and that orchestration, and then you can take it and do it however you want it. It's a concept to get you started, you know, and there's some good lessons on there. There's like 30 minute lessons. There's some series on there. Six stroke madness series, like four lessons, I think with that one. So, you know, check it out. It's $5 a month. Our goal is to get a thousand students on Patreon. We're way off, Phil. Let's not get crazy. We're way <laughs> off. Like my wife would get super mad at me right now for saying that, like being putting negative or like she calls it a red light story on like saying why you can't do things or why things aren't working out. But I'm putting it out there that, I mean, I think it's valuable, you know, should yeah. put some of your lessons up there, except I'm the one that gets the $5 Phil. <laughs> okay. That sounds like a deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, you guys should check it out. You guys should check it out. It's cool. Um, but there's other stuff too with the drum brigade, like our, our merch store. We have tons of merch. Um, not too long ago, I, I released a new shirt, um, that just is making a statement. It says support live, um, support live music, hire live musicians. Um, and then I need to make a, before I leave, I need to make a shirt that's just drum brigade camaraderie over competition camaraderie over competition big letters statement shirt you know yeah um so we'll have to see about that i would like to make like a straight edge looking shirt like you know you know what straight edge looking looking shirts look like it's uh, like no. bold letters like kind of like college style letters like block letters you know mm -hmm. and it just like it just makes a statement it just like says like it normally just says straight edge and then it has like three X's and then it says drug free on the bottom and it's like big, bold college style letters. 
Okay. I should make a shirt that looks like that. I'm brainstorming out loud right now. I like it. I know I should just make one that says drum brigade camaraderie over competition with three X's. You know? Yeah. Or maybe camaraderie over competition. I don't know. We'll see. We'll make we'll make sense of it all. Friends. <laughs> um, anyways, okay, so all of that stuff, anything that you you like want to know about drum brigade, just visit drumbrigade.com, www.drumbrigade.com. And um, if you want to send us a message or anything like that, just reach out, use the contact form. It comes right to me and um, we'll, we'll get you dialed. We've had several people reach out either in our, on our DMS or um, on our, you know, website and just say, Hey, you know, like managers have reached out. Hey, I have a drummer that's interested in coming on. Um, and people have like a guy just reached out to me and it was like, Hey, I have a book about the, history of punk rock drumming and or something like that and uh i would like to send you one and then i was like sweet you want to come on the podcast and talk about it and he's like oh uh yeah sure i guess so you know that's how it works you got something to say this is the platform for that anyways last thing drum brigade is based on the mantra of acceptance and belonging making people feel like they belong behind their drums no matter what helping people to feel like they're accepted and they belong in the drum community. We're not battle drummers. We, we participate sometimes, but we're not about making people feel inferior. We're about people make feeling inferior. (laughs) 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 So, um, so, uh, if you want to like be a part of that, be a part of the brigade and then, um, you know, be a part of our motto camaraderie over competition. We believe that we live by that. We do that. We promote that in everything that we do with drum brigade, whether it's this podcast, whether it's our merch, whether it's our drum lessons or whether it's how we perform and how we play. And we try to, you know, promote the brotherhood of drums. So, um, if you want to take advantage of that, you know, get it. All right, let's get into it. Yes, sir. Drum Brigade Podcast, episode 129, coming back at you. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, Funky Phil, got a guest on the line. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> All the way from Nashville, Tennessee. Yes, sir. Yeah. Coming at us, driving to the tattoo shop. Get a tattoo yes. today. I mean, that's rock. That's punk rock as it gets, Phil. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, He's a founding member of the band Stained. I mean, big time, Phil. Like, what are we doing over here? (laughs) (laughs) Founding member of Stained, okay? Playing with a band called Lydia's Castle. And um, got a single out right now called Search For You. EP is coming out in May. Please welcome to the show, John Wysocki. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome, man. How's it going? It's going great, man. Thank you for asking. Um, I think I was telling you earlier, me and my fiance just got a puppy. So that's been the biggest headache. Other than that, <laughs> the band is going great. And, uh, you know. That's cool. So, um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's great. Everything's, it's awesome working with these guys. And uh, we're just looking to get this EP out to y'all. And, uh, and we got plenty more to go too. Very that. cool. Very so, cool. We heard, we heard, um, we heard search for you. The drumming sounds amazing. Big fat 
you know, loud sounding drumming, very confident. I love it. It's, you know, yeah, great rock drummer, rock drummer, man. You sound so great on that stuff. Thank you so much. Yeah, we, uh, that was kind of the idea was to keep that kind of like that epic big sound, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, not overdo it with fills or anything like that. And just to like overplay the song. It's, it's pretty, it's simple, but it's, 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 um, it's done properly is yeah. the way I feel about it. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so, so an EP is coming out in May, a couple weeks yeah. now. And, um, yeah. and so tell us a little bit about that, like recording process, all of that stuff. Sure. Um, well, we've already released two songs. One is called Phoenix. And uh, you can get the video and the song uh, on both of these songs. I'm going to tell you all three actually now. Uh, you can get them all at lydiascastle.com. And that's the first one is Phoenix. The second one is called Falling into Place, which is kind of like a, uh, it's kind of a cool video. I think you like it. it's uh, it's a jailbreak kind of video. It's 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 <laughs> it's kind of old school, but it's cool, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, search for you is a lot more on the serious side of things. Um, uh, which is more of like our pop sound to it. And then we have a few others that are, um, we kind of venture away from both of those sounds that we did, uh, on the previous three that I just talked about. Um, you know, and they have different drum feels, different drum grooves and, um, you know, we're trying to just just man we're just trying to make some rock and roll and make it good as good as we possibly can Mm -hmm. and uh just add our own creative touch to everything and you know and everyone in my band is good enough to do that so um you know i'm pretty blessed uh but to have that that's very cool yeah and that comes across in the music you know it's it's um you can tell everybody's seasoned it's not like it's not like, yeah, the singer's good, but the, you know, she's a little pitchy. It's like, nah, dude, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. she could sing. If people want to um, check it out, it's, it's Lydia's castle.com. Right. Or um, you can, you can on your Instagram too, or on, on the Lydia's castle Instagram, there's links to all of that stuff. Best um, way to so, see the videos too is yeah. YouTube. I would say. Okay. So uh, yeah, it comes right up. Just put in Lydia's castle right at the top and it, it comes up to one or two second thing in there. So very cool. Yeah. So, um, so are you originally from Nashville and like, um, yeah, I have a lot of questions about the music scene in Nashville. So (laughs) I'm sure you do just like a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, so, uh, no, originally I'm not from Nashville. I'm from Massachusetts. That's where um, Stan came out of. And uh, I had known those guys for well over 20 years, and we played together for about 17. Uh, we all wrote all those songs together, the four of us. And, um, yeah, man, we, we, we gained a lot of uh, success from that. And uh, we worked hard, and I just I knew coming to Nashville, I was going to need to find players that were uh, equal or as up to the task as, as Stained was. Uh, as far as putting so much into their, their music and their craft. And, uh, is this, you know, Hey man, is this really what you want to do? Cause it's not all glitz and glamor all the time, you know? Right. Um, no, in fact, most of it's work. So <laughs> I uh, tell people that all the time, <laughs> dude, I'm, you know, the deal, man. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's like the best part is when you're on stage playing in front of people, but 
there's way more that goes along with getting those people there. Right. So uh, that work is very important to do. We never passed up any gigs, even if they sucked. I mean, we didn't pass them up. So, hmm. uh, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to kind of follow somewhat of that same mold with Lydia's Castle. We're doing it our own way because times changed. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, we're just, uh, that's kind of what, what our, our plan is right now. We're literally are following a plan. So, um, you know, and just, just a, a recent success from other artists or bands or that kind of thing. Right. That's very cool, man. Yeah. That's, that's also like, it's, it's quite a story, you know, starting a, a major band, a successful band, you know, and being a part of that and the growth of, you know, all the way up to success. And then, you know, taking that a lot of, a lot of us have similar stories like that or taking what you've learned from that and, you know, and then bringing it to a new project. It's, it's like kind of invaluable, you know, it's like, it's it's great. It's it's pretty cool. <laughs> so, exactly and the thing is, and this is the hardest thing that I've noticed is getting four or five people to be on that same page. Yeah, like you can have two guys in the band that are heart and soul, but you got to have everybody there. Everyone's got to be there. You all got to be all on the same page, and uh, that's why you know we didn't start out with a bass player. We had. Uh, our producer actually played bass on stuff and we tried out bass players and we wow. wanted to make sure he was the right guy. You know, I mean, you always want to make sure you have the right person. And, uh, so far everything's been fantastic. So, uh, you know, that's, that's the important thing though, just having everybody on the same page. Yeah. I mean that, that, you know, from an outsider's perspective, um, it, that comes across, you know, it, it seems very polished. It seems very professional. Yes. It seems like you guys know what you're going for and you're, yep. you're not like maybe it, there isn't a, maybe this will work or maybe it's like if all the photos and the sound and everything kind of matches and works together. Yeah. And, um, and, and it, it comes across as like, this is what we do. This is what we're going for. This is who we're speaking to. And that's yep. it, you know? So that, well, that's, yeah. Well, I was just going to, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I was just going to say like that, that's just putting together the right team of people, whether it comes to photography, mm-hmm. video shoots, recording. Uh, yeah, man, just having everybody on the same page is really what I was saying. Uh, from all the way from your guys who shoot your videos to the guys who manage your band. Yeah. I think that's cool, man. So, so, um, going going to nashville and then working as a musician you know i i've played nashville before i'm going to be playing in nashville on my on my next tour at the end of may um and um but as a working musician like i i i kind of liken it to san diego a little bit we have like a, a pretty tight community here and there's a lot of gigs to be had but they're kind of similar, you know, for a working musician, not like a, not like a, I'm talking about like gig working musician that plays, you know, the local clubs, the local bars. Like we have tin roof out here in San Diego. We always complain about tin roof because they make you play for three or four hours straight up, no break. And you like, and then they're like, well, that's the way you play in Nashville. And I'm like, well, this isn't Nashville. 
Well, I was going to say, you know, and you're right about the tin roof out there. There's obviously two of them here just right in town. Mm. But I've done, I've played downtown as well too before just to kind of keep my chops up. But then it, you know, I ended up joining a band, started playing the same with the same guys. And, you know, that doesn't always happen too. Sometimes you end up playing with different people who play things different ways, Mm -hmm. uh, which I never cared for. Um, But anyway, long story short is I had enough of it and uh, I've been, I've got some calls to play and kind of do, you know, do the same thing again. And I tried it once and I'm like, man, this is the reason why I don't go down here. Mm -hmm. So is it, um, if you're, if you're so like, say for example, you're an aspiring musician, you're a kid that, you know, is looking to become a professional musician and, um, you know, it, like, like here in San Diego, like I said, we have like a tight knit community. Mm-hmm. And then once you're in, once you're a part of the community, man, it's like, you can work as much as you want. Like there's, it's not like Los Angeles where, you know, there's, a, it's saturated with, you know, talent and musicians and not, not that we don't have talent out here, but it's just a smaller community. What I mean to say is though, like for, for, an average musician or somebody who's like, look, I want to become a full-time musician, whether that's playing at bars, whether that's playing weddings or whether that's getting hired on a session or going on tour and I can play pretty good. You know, I can, I can play in time. You know, I'm not like going to be on the cover of modern drummer or something like that, but I can, I can do it. Would you say it's like difficult to get into the music scene and become a full-time musician in Nashville? Or is it like a great music town for that aspect? It actually is a good music town for that, for what you said. Um, but to be honest with you, all those things you said, playing in a wedding band, playing hometown gigs and whatever. I mean, we've all done it. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all done it. Everyone's done it. And that's a great way to start and to learn as you know, you learn different things as you go. Uh, and you, you never can know it all. You can never know all of it. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure you know drummers that, you could learn from absolutely i know there's a million drummers i could learn from i can learn from you you know and um you know if i could take a piece of that and make it my own so be it i mean it is what it is yeah but but yeah man i would recommend just playing as much as you can nashville is definitely one of if you can play nashville's a great place to get better that's for sure yeah Yep. I've no heard question. I've heard throughout the, you know, like, you know, Nashville is is known for for being that and being but but you have to be willing to work. You have to be willing to play for yes, you, you can play every night do. if you want to. You have to be able to play for four or five hours straight up, like no breaks, you know, like that kind of thing. Um so I'm I'm really like interested in um I think the last time I was in Nashville, I didn't really do anything or go anywhere and this next time i'm out there i'm definitely interested in going to check out some of these some of the like downtown little spots and see check out the music scene out there and all that stuff absolutely man yeah Yeah. holler at me there's tons of stuff going on too there's uh all kinds of music you go to third lindsley and like there's always like some cool you know jazz or funk or some blues like that kind of thing uh bourbon street blues is like that oh cool uh yeah there's there's a lot of little hidden gems that maybe you don't know about um that i think you'd enjoy Uh, a lot of really really good drummers um 
So, cool. you know, I learn from these guys all the time. I mean, it's so awesome to go. They're just like right down the street from me and I can go and, uh, you know, and listen to them play and, and maybe just get some, get a little something from it, you know? Yeah. Yep. That's cool, man. So, um, all right. So do you have a few minutes to spend the wheel of death with us? Wheel of death. Let's do it. Answer some random questions. All right, yes. here we go. Yes, sir. Drum Brigade podcast, episode 29. We're here with John Wysocki, kicking it, driving on his way to go to the tattoo parlor and get a, get a nice tattoo today. Um, yes. All right. So we're spinning the wheel of death. Random questions. Sometimes they're not drum related. Sometimes they are. Um, and uh, all three of us can answer. Are we ready? Here we go. Let's do it. Don't tell anybody how janky our show is with our drops. <laughs> okay. First question out of the gate. Whose butt would you like to kick? <laughs> would whose, you like to kick? Whose butt would you like to kick? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's like, who would you just want to like Will Smith? There you go. See? It's the same thing I was going to say. <laughs> I would love to Chris Rock on national TV. I mean, yeah, just I, I man. No. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sorry. Will Smith, you're getting your you butt know, kicked. You know what I mean? I, you just don't, you don't national TV and yeah. the Academy Awards. You don't go slapping people on stage. Like, a that's, grown on, man. And that's not professional. A grown man. Like grown the way. Man. The way Chris Rock handled he's it too kids. is the way that he handled it though is su he's he's such a boss man he's just like he didn't do anything yeah, and totally, like in the I've, yeah in the moment you're probably like in the I moment it would have been hard for me it would have been hard for me to not swing back at him but like but the way that he handled it it's like now the whole world hates Will Smith and everybody loves Chris Rock and now he's selling out these shows for probably know, quadruple right? the price great it's that dude's smart he's man just here. yeah he's yeah. just here and, oh yeah uh, yeah he sold the place out and yep three, that was like two three nights in a row something oh like my that. gosh so, yeah yeah funky yeah, phil who him, man hey you know yeah yeah go ahead, funky phil what funky phil who's whose butt would you like to kick <laughs> oh, don't <man>. say mine <laughs> probably yours Corey. no <laughs> uh, i don't know man <laughs> I don't, I don't have anyone at the top of that list right now. I'm not really. A, I, I'll just say Will Smith as well, just because. Okay, we all agree, Will Smith. All right, <laughs> let's move on. Um, here we go. This one just simply says, uh, "Cajon." <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ouch! My hands hurt already. <laughs> 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 uh so i guess that means are you for cajon or not for cajon <laughs> what kind of questions are these uh, <laughs> i don't know depending on the situation i guess i mean okay, yeah see that's how i feel i think you're playing on like you're playing on like the bbc or you're playing on some yeah. radio station and it's like hey man it's really small we don't have a you know, we don't have PA, we don't have anything. So acoustic yep. guitars. And then I'm like, Oh dude, I'll just play Cajon. Oh, and that's right. where it comes in yeah. handy, but I'm not showing and up it, at like, 
you know, a Latin jam with it. Like, Hey guys, can I jump in? And then I'm just like, yeah, yeah, exactly. No. And, and there's a lot of gigs here that actually require the cajon. So, oh yeah, you know, you can, you excuse me, you can get a cajon gig, but your hands are going to be all swollen after. Yeah. I think it has its place. Funky. And also, you got to bend over the whole time. Oh, I'm yeah. too old for that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Funky Phil, what do you got? Nah, I, F Cajon. I'm not he down with Cajon. Cajon. I mean, in, in the traditional Latin yeah. sense, I get it. But like, the, I'm going to play pop. I'm going to play backbeats on a Cajon. Yeah. No, come no. on. <laughs> no. I, I'm kind of I'm kind of with Funky Phil on that one. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Well, yeah. stop tr- stop like showing up with a cone and being like, yeah, I'm a drummer or like I'm a percussionist. Like, mm. I've had parents be like, do you teach cone? Really. And I'm like, I do. You're but player. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially when it's like just for playing quiet. Like I can play quiet. I can just yeah. play. I play the drums quiet. I don't need to. I don't need <laughs> exactly. a cone. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, here we go. Couple more. Uh, ooh, what's your Mount Rushmore of drummers? So, four, four, four. Mount Bonham. Rushmore of all time. Bonham, Bonham, good. Bonham for sure. Nice. Jeff Percaro from Oh Toto. God, he deserves to be up there. Yep. Um. Probably gonna have to go with uh, Danny Carey from Great Tool. Drummer. Yeah. Oh man, last one's tough because you could go. Um, oh god, you could go Tower of Power. You could go. Oh. Yeah, something funky. Um, Bernard Purdy. Oh man, that's a solid Mount Rushmore, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's a solid rush Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Um, mine's oh, mine's always changing. I think I'm gonna. I you have to put Vinny Caliuta up there. I think oh, for me. See, yeah, I would have put Vinny on there too. Yeah, yep. and then, you know, I mean, I would say like maybe Tony Williams, somebody like yep. that, a jazz drummer. Um, sure. Uh, for me, just because I'm 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 in my 40s. I was growing up in the nineties and high school in the nineties and stuff like that. So I have to put, um, I have to put Dennis chambers just because he was like, I never saw anybody play like that when I was a kid. Neither have I never seen a foot like that. Yeah. And then it's just my favorite drummer. His name is Chris Dave. And, um, I always put him in there because that's my favorite dude. So it's not everybody's favorite, but would you put Tony Royster on there? I, I like Tony Royster, but I think that if there was no Dennis Chambers, you might not no, have no. Tony Royster. No, so they, that's why you're hundred percent right. Yeah. yeah. If it's my Mount Rushmore, like, like I likes, I like a lot of fusion drummers, like fusion rock drummers, like Matt Garska is a great rock drummer, like crazy math. You know, I think he's, he's revolutionizing that style of drumming, but yeah, I still feel like, man, like there's, there's other like dudes. That. Yeah, Dave Weckles, another one. Dave Weckles, a good one. Yeah. Yeah. But Mount Rushmore is like, that's a special, it's a personal, like, that's your, that's the all time, all time. It's like, check out Dennis Chambers on uh, Steely Dan's live. Oh, man. I I can almost like, I can't play like some of that stuff, but like, 
all of that stuff is like I've been listening to that since the day it came out. <laughs> yeah, Steve, Steve Jordan. Steve Jordan would be another one for me too. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Funky Phil. Funky Phil. Who you got? All right, today I got Clyde Stubblefield. Oh, good. Zigaboo. Of course. Tony Fun Williams drummers. and Steve Gad. Wow, oh, Steve yes. Gad's on your top top. Dude, he's so good. I, he's so good. And his feel. He does have yeah. great feel. He does have Steve great Gads, feel. He's Steve Gad started out that uh Zuckerman, freaking Weckle, like that whole Yeah. That's kind of his you know home base. Exactly. Um, okay, let's do one more. And then I know we got to get you to your, your appointment. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting right in front of the place. So. Okay. I hope you're not, not late because of us, but we'll, we'll go one more. And He'll then. get over it. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Oh, I love this one. One of my favorite ones. Snap your fingers. You're no longer a drummer. What's your career? Bass player. Bass player. Okay. <laughs> Okay, that's cool. What about I mean, um the, Yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean, does it have to be music related or, or it doesn't have to be music related, no. It's actually I was gonna say, what about outside of music? Like you're no longer in the music industry at all. Okay. Uh dot commer. Okay. It's good. That's good. You know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we're all billionaires, so why not? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't know. I, I, you know, mine changes all the time, but um, I would, well, I said last time I would want to like open uh, some kind of business. Like I would like to open like a mountain, like an indoor mountain bike park, like, oh, in, cool. like, Ooh. like Denver or like, you yes. know, Idaho That's, or something. That's a great Crazy. idea. Yeah, yeah, and so I would love to do that. I think if if I snap my fingers today and I'm not doing not doing music at all, then yeah. like, I'm in that world, some kind of sport world. Yeah, um, sure. Phil, I don't know. All right, today I'm I'm feeling like it'd be cool to be an astronaut and go up into space. <laughs> 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 oh, Phil. That was good, Phil. It'd just be cool to go to space. I don't know. I'm, I know it's never going to happen. <laughs> Jeff Bezos, dude, you just need Jeff Bezos money. Wait, or if you're a dot comer, or if you're a dot comer, you could just true. pay your way. Uh, or if you like sleep with the Kardashians, like you, like Pete Davidson went. That's probably right. a better way to just get filthy rich and then pay to go to space. Yeah, it's not that hard now. I'd I mean, probably rather do that than hit one of the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, dude. Um, Funky Phil, you could take out a loan and just do it. I've always wanted yeah. to go to space. Yeah. Six figure loan. Yeah. You'll be paying it off until way past your dead. Just yeah. pass that on to my kids. You ten, know. Mi <laughs> 10 minutes in space, dude. And 100,000 something, 150,000. Thanks, kids. It was worth yeah. it. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, John, thank you so much for coming on, dude. That oh, was like... Brother. It's Thank short and sweet, so but it was really cool, you know? Hey, let's do another one sometime. Yeah. what I always tell everybody on our show, we always leave our invitations open-ended. So if you ever want to come on awesome. or if you see somebody coming on that you know or that you like and, um, you know, you want to just hang out with them and spin the wheel of death some more with them, it's always fun to have, you know, repeat Absolutely. guests and all that. 
So yeah, um, man. Well, it was a pleasure hanging out with you, gentlemen, too. Yeah, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And if anybody wants to check out your music, um, check out any of the stuff you're, you've done. Um, your Instagram. Well, first of all, check out Lydia's Castle on all on everything. Um, it's also on SoundCloud if you want to listen, or YouTube if you want to check out the videos. And then, um, and then um, for you personally, uh, what is your Instagram handle? Mine. Yeah. Uh, John W four. Okay. So yeah, give it a follow. Go check it out, and then check them out while they're on tour. Lydia's Castle. It's coming at yeah. you, man. John, thank you so much, man, and we'll uh, we'll be in touch. And then um, thank you, fellas. Yeah, hopefully maybe we can have a beer or something when I'm out there in, uh, in yeah, Nashville please, in the next couple mention, weeks. When you're out here, man, hit me up and let's uh, let's hang. Okay, sounds good. All right, guys, take care. All right, cheers. Peace. Drum Brigade Podcast. Yes, sir. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, nice guy, man. Super cool. Like, super down to earth. He looks like like he's 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 he looks like a rock and roll dude, you know, tattoos and beard and like you know mohawk kind of thing. So I wasn't sure if he was just gonna, you know, we never know. I, I like he's not a he's not a drummer I've ever spoken to before. So you never know if it's like, hey man, how's it going? He's like, good. <laughs> like so what have you been up to not much you know we've Nothing. had some of those interviews we have yeah yeah i'm just like dude i don't know how to get answers out of this guy but this dude he's great man he's a he's a, the real deal a real musician real drummer knows about different drummers we're all the same man i've said that we've said this phil over and over again we're all the same just before the show you said i said man i'm, I'm a little nervous i don't know this guy at all you know, and I'm sure he's, his drumming sounds great. We can talk about that. We can talk about all that stuff. But you're like, he's a drummer, man. Like, mm -hmm. he's just a drummer. Like, you know? He hits things with sticks. Yeah. Just like we hit things with sticks. All you need. That's all. That's why we have camaraderie over competition, man. Because it's, we all have something in common. Yeah. You know? And so, very cool guy, man. So, go guys, go check out all that stuff. Lydia's Castle. If you guys like rock music, especially like pop rock music, um, you know, heavier rock, but with a with a female singer who can like really sing, check it out, man. At least go check out John's drumming, man. His drumming's really solid and really good. He's like he's a he's definitely a polished drummer. You can tell, and cool history, cool story. Starting a really successful band, you know, whether you like Stained or not, if that's your thing, I mean, you've heard of them you know, and like, Oh, they're huge. Yeah. They're huge, man. They're a huge band. And that's, that's a level of success. If you've, you know, had a part in that, that's really cool, man. So thank you, John, for coming on and, and telling us your story a little bit. And, um, yeah, man, we hope to have you on again soon. And, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. All right, Phil. Yo, funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are? Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know, the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. 
We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. We got women's shirts. We got kids' shirts. Yes, onesies. We got socks, mugs, phone cases, stickers. We got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. Let's get into it. Yeah. Yeah. I should be rapping over this. Like, but 80s. Like, I roll down the street, sipping wine. <laughs> Coming who I meet, so divine. I said, rah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's how romeo raps dude i might just have to take a sample of that one i'll roll down the street <laughs> sipping wine dude 80s rapping dude that's you know i've like always wanted to do like an 80s rap album <laughs> Can we do it together? Oh, that would be so stinking dope. I'll be your like hype man or the guy that just like interjects from time to time. <laughs> yeah, you have to like finish every sentence like like I roll down the street and then together we're like sipping wine. Yeah, I'll be that guy. <laughs> sipping wine. <laughs> but you got to know where I'm going. I can't freestyle. It's got to be written. Yeah. Duh. We need like a teleprompter. Uh-huh. That's happening. <laughs> Oh man, gold chains, Adidas tracksuits. Mm-hmm. Man, I already have all those. So, oh dang, dude, <laughs> you used them for your smooth jazz gig. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> that. Uh, Wait, you did the smooth jazz gig? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, that's not supposed to be till the end of July. Oh, dude, you yeah. got plenty of time. I might be able to go to that. Well. There's been developments. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want to get into it, but of course I just got into it. Okay, we're getting into it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um well, I'm not doing the gig anymore. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. What the heck? Wait a minute. Ugh. Oh, How did you come to your I'm senses? Sorry, I know you're really excited. It's not funny to help me pick out some silk shirts and grow my ponytail. I don't know how you would help with the ponytail, but I think you would. <laughs> oh, we could get we could get um extensions, hair extensions. Yeah, yeah, I ba I backed out of it. <laughs> oh my god! I never do that. I never do that. For gigs. But. That's good, Phil. How did you? Okay, wait. You got to walk me through this. I'm a detail oriented person. Okay. So we had our conversation last week, and then you were like thinking, you slept on it, woke up in a cold sweat, and you're like, Corey's right. This no. could, no. this could tamper my whole existence. This could be. What happened? Um. Well, okay. I'll just walk you through it. Not gonna get too detailed, but. Basically, you need to change names and letter cuss. <laughs> it's been it's been a pretty bizarre experience. Just uh, <laughs> being in this contact like... with this group. So I just got I got referred to be on this gig by by a friend, a fellow musician who's great, and he didn't have 
much details on it either coming in because he got referred by a friend and um you know i was like yeah you know if i just figured it was like a corporate party or something you know yeah. already laid out they have a space booked you know bing bang boom here's here's a list of the songs it's mostly covers here's a couple there's a couple originals or whatever just learn the material show up and play drums you know like a gig uh-huh. <laughs> but as it developed dude it was like it just spun out to this weird i don't know what's going on man like the the person organizing it there was like all right first off i was being contacted by text message mm-hmm. facebook message and email all together three platforms and then there were there were groups formed for each of those threads so each of those threads, oh, and then boy they added more and more um, featured artists. So by then there was like, I got, there had to be like 12 people that were supposed to be on this gig. And um, yeah, a bunch, like six or seven featured artists and each of them were going to start uploading or, you know, picking out the songs they want to do. And they're all very specific. And they're like, so, I mean, and I was getting correspondence on like a daily basis. Like a daily basis. It's a That'll gig drive is, me nuts. The gig dude. isn't for like three months. And, <laughs> and, and it's like every day there's some kind of correspondence, either like on one of those three different communication avenues or all three. Sometimes it would be like a sentence on one and then another sentence oh, on no, a different. Oh, no, 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 no. And then like someone sends an email and it's just like. So anyway, it was getting a little overbearing in general. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. Just. It started developing further and further, and then one, someone was like, oh, you know, one of the guys, one of the main people organizing it was saying I, we're, he's going to need us to all help sell tickets and stuff. And I was oh, like, oh, no, no, no. I don't know about this. So, uh, yeah, and then, you know, and then one of the guys put up songs. He's like, okay, here's my songs, and I, these are my requirements. I need all these instruments. And uh, I need the drummer to have pads so he can do, oh, he can keep no. stems and this and that. and Stems? No, no, no. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I just, it got to the point where it's like, I don't think I'm, I, I want to do this anymore. This is just yeah. more than, it's more, there's more involved yeah. than what I thought it was going to be. And that I, there's more to it than what I, I really feel like <laughs> committing myself to. So that's a that's a fifteen hundred dollar gig dude yeah i bowed out and was just like you know i I had a a unexpected conflict i can't do it yeah sorry here's a (laughs) here's a couple numbers of some other drummers and it was one like my number over and over again wasn't it Corey kingston horn Corey kingston horn Corey. no i didn't give him your (laughs) number um because i knew you would you you would not do it no chance but if i'm doing that gig it's i'm gonna need it's gonna be nine hundred bucks minimum. Yeah, yeah. Probably well, more. That's part of why I, because I, I, you know, when they asked my fee up front, I didn't have all these details, and you know, I should have asked more questions. Yeah. So that's on me. Twelve but different I artists. Didn't, I didn't. I didn't ask enough questions, so my, I don't think my fee was right for what it was. So I don't know. I sent her. I sent them some other drummers' numbers, and hopefully, she can connect with one of them, and they ask the right questions and get. <laughs> and, ain't nobody gonna do that, Phil. I don't Th- know, there's man. like maybe like 
when you start getting into 12 different artists, you start getting into all the time and effort that comes with that. And then you get into rehearsals and these people aren't working with their band. So then they're like, it's, it's going to be too much. It's going to be too much, man. That's too much work. They're at, they got in over their head. That's what know? I feel, but I don't know. Maybe whoever, whoever they get a hold thing. of, maybe they'll, they'll, they'll set their fee higher. Should have sent them. You should have, you should have definitely sent them. Um, your number, Dante Fire's number, dude. I seriously thought about it. <laughs> I seriously thought about <laughs> he it. He is the but, guy. But I, I just figured I'd send it to some like drummers that I actually know. Wow. But um, anyway, so no silk shirts for me. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could still get them just to be smooth in general. Yeah. But <laughs> no. Well, Phil, I'm proud of you for not jumping into that genre of music and keeping your maintaining your disposition thanks man yeah keeping up the good fight with me yeah and they also seemed like they wanted us to help promote it a bunch and i'm like no i'm not trying to smooth jazz thing dude i don't want to promote i don't want to sell tickets and i think this is going to be more work than i want to do what makes you think that me as a drummer i'm a promoter like I don't promote. I don't even promote myself. I don't know, man. And you want me to promote your show? Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. Nope. Sorry. That's why I don't do smooth jazz, dude. Yeah. Because nobody wants to see that crap. All right. I'm sorry. I'm getting how, too how, dark. How was your week? Well, Phil. It was good. Yeah. It was good. Uh, I played some really, really great shows i've been working with rebecca jade like crazy Woo! yes the rebecca jade yeah she's come on our show um and so i did a i did a a sade tribute show with her that's smooth as f. so fun it was smooth as heck dude the sax player was smooth dude F- like flowy shirt and all oh man one but time, it was good. Dude, one time, side note, one time I, in Philadelphia, I I was invited to some dinner benefit concert mm-hmm. with some, some of the faculty at the school I was going to. And um, it was smooth jazz. And the one thing I took away from it was the sax. There was a saxophonist. <laughs> I don't know his name, but his saxophone was like anodized. Oh, in, yeah. In a zebra print pattern. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yes, yeah, like, he was like playing a zebra striped sax. That is smooth and jazz, Phil. Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> it was so smooth. <laughs> a Libra, I mean, a Libra, a zebra print saxophone is yeah. as smooth as it freaking gets, dude. So was this guy that you played with, did he have zebra print sax? No, not that but smooth. <laughs> I the member the member episodes ago, ep, like many episodes ago, when I also played with Rebecca Jade, and I showed up, and ninety four seven the wave was parked out front, and I was playing with the smoothest of the smoothest jazz, jazz smoothest smooth jazz bass players that shall go nameless, um, and I was like, what is this? Okay. Well, that same sax player was on it, mm. and he was the one that I got the idea of the 
the fancy sandals and the in the like bedazzled blazer. Ooh. It's all him. He's as smooth as it can be, dude. As smooth as it gets. Yeah. So anyways, I played this show with uh with her. It was two nights at a little like little jazz club in um in San Diego, like kind of close to the college. It's called the Jazz Lounge. Uh very cool idea this spot too. It's like just a storefront. And um, it's not, it doesn't look like it's completely done. And so I was like trying to like, be like, yo guys, like, Hey man, like, let me help you out. But it's owned by like a musician. Hmm. And so like, he's another singer in town I've worked with. And um, uh, yeah. So anyways, uh, played the show. I realized though, that like, that like, like, first of all, these wedding gigs, like I played another wedding on Saturday, these wedding gigs have, and we'll get to that in a minute, but these wedding gigs have burned me the heck out. I'm freaking over it, dude. But I realized that like, you know, like I like playing like, you know, bigger shows or bigger, you know, like everybody does. But then I also really, really love these small, intimate, like jazz gigs. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I could really, really like showcase what I can do. You know what I mean? Like, and people are actually interested in music and what you're playing. And it's not just like play something we can dance to. People are sitting down and they're drinking wine and they're there to watch you perform. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a big difference. That's the fundamental shift that I've been focusing on with my performing that yeah. I, it's the thing that I love. There's a, a pretty much every gig I'm doing right now. It's just for people that are there to see music right and yeah. it's, it's it's such a difference i, I mean need that man i mean the people that, you know the people still enjoy the the cover band the wedding stuff they're but no, you they know don't, dude their main their main goal is probably to get loose you know have a good time and maybe meet someone they're well they're they're they they what they want is a dj yes but they want the glitz and glamour of having a whole band Mm -hmm. So they can be like, whoa, we got a band, you know, but it, they don't, they don't, they, yeah, I, I'll get into that in a minute. Um, these shows were great, man. They were like, they didn't pay well, like super well. They weren't like, it wasn't a big giant jazz club. It wasn't like the, you know, it wasn't like we we're playing the blue note or something. It was just a, it was just a, a local spot that was really small and intimate, but I had some like breakthroughs on like where I think, you know, a lot of my practice and studying and all that stuff has paid off, like paid off for, cause I haven't done a gig like that in a long time. I've been on like tour mix and teaching mix and wedding gig mix and corporate gig mix. And that's about it. I I haven't done any casinos. I haven't done any like bar gigs though in a long time. I like, I've kind of drawn the line in the sand there, but anyways, what I was saying is, um, you know, Sade has song. Like I've, I've grown up listening to Sade. Like my parents are fans of Sade. I'm, you know, anyways. Um, so I know a lot of her songs, but a lot of her songs just kind of blend together. They're all kind of the same. There's definite drum parts though. Mm -hmm. And I was pretty proud of myself for like, I took the set list and, and notated a bunch of like every song. Basically I've, I not, I'm, I've been using that, that technique or that, you know, for a while, but this was really like crucial to me 
getting through that set list. And then um, I literally, before the gig, headphones in, okay, that's this beat, okay, that's this beat, okay, that's this beat, you know. Oh, here's the fo- the intro fill. And I was like really stoked that I was able to do that because I wasn't, I'm not that guy. Like I'm not like you, Phil, or yeah, just write it out real quick. Um, but I'm getting to that point of like, oh, this is how the fill goes, you know. Um, and then I was also stoked on just the last time I played like a small jazz club with my dad, man, I was faking that funk as fake as fake can be, dude. <laughs> what? I didn't have the right symbols. Like I was faking it. I was faking Jamaican dude. And we weren't wow. playing like spangling, like, you know, bebop or anything, but Justin but, Joyce said you're a rad. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, oh, that was, that was different. Well, oh. that wasn't also our gig though. That was just sitting in on a jazz thing. Oh, okay. Sorry. Different gig. Um, this was no, th- but you know, there's what I was l- enjoying is there's like really intimate moments on these gigs where, you know, the solo, like the dynamic, the dynamics you have to have to play in a club like that. Like you have to put on a show and then you're able to express yourself dynamically with your, with your plane. Like I felt like I was truly expressing myself the way that I wanted you know? Yeah. And, um, I couldn't always do that. Um, you know, and it's so different from just playing at 11. Like when you're on these wedding gigs, you know, I get to play like a cocktail hour where we get to stretch out a little bit, but so yeah, this was like that. There was moments where it was so quiet and you still have to be precise in your playing, but it was like so broken down and quiet. And then there was moments where it's like, it's the solo elevates to like, where we're like almost on 11, you know, on 10 or whatever. And so, yeah, man, I was really stoked with those those gigs. That's rad. And then um, I played another night. I played the next night. I played two nights with her there, and then I played another night just at a rest on a, on a restaurant gig. And it was like that one. She was playing bass, and um, this is Rebecca Jade. And then she had a keyboard player that was crazy good, like super crazy good. But this dude, you could tell, he's very accomplished, amazing player. Um, a little smooth, but amazing. But anyways, he was like saying that like I, he would have been the the perfect scenario of me feeling inferior next to another musician because he had that vibe and um, he was super nice though, but we ended up really connecting really well and playing really well. And like, I just feel like I have a renewed confidence of like the acceptance and belonging thing, you know, like knowing I belong behind my drums and owning that. And if people don't agree with that, it's fine. But like you, it starts with you, right? You know, and like, if I know I know how to play drums and like I teach people how to play drums and I know how to play this style of music and whatever, 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 then that changes the way you play. And you're like able to have confidence in taking some chances and like, yeah. And you're not, you're not trying to prove it right away on the drums. Like you can let somebody else shine a little bit. And like, and that's what I'm saying. That was the difference on these Sade gigs is like, I didn't have to do like I did one drum drum solo, but I think that's a problem with a lot of like younger drummers is they're trying to prove to you how great they are within the first three seconds, you know, and like, (laughs) yeah, you have to freaking like work your way in there, man. Like chill out for a second. Yeah. You know, let's, let's start with a conversation Mm -hmm. before you like start trying to like do something, you know, like let's, let's yeah. So, um, if you can set up other people, to shine 
man, that makes you a really good, good drummer and people want to work with you. And then when it's your moment, then they're like, wow, man, you're great. I didn't know you could do that. And you're like, well, I was letting you shine for a little bit, you know? And you're not mm-hmm. holding back. You're just playing music. So um, anyways, the restaurant gig. Some things I got to say, Phil. <laughs> This is a dual soapbox. I ain't trying to hear that right now. This is a dual soapbox. Okay. Number one. The guy that runs the place. He's like the manager. Okay. Okay. We show up. There's already a keyboard there. There's already a drum set there. There's a guitar amp there. Okay, now I'm I'm not getting the like you're too loud kind of thing, but they want to run the sound through the house. It's a teeny tiny restaurant, teeny. Okay, they want to run it through the house, so they want you to plug into their thing, and then they have a monitor there. Okay, the guy though wants to be the one to run that. He's hmm. a, like a restaurant manager. He's not a sound guy. Yeah. He's a restaurant manager. So last time I was there, we got the the guitar player had brought like a separate board. So and a separate monitor so he can mix everything. So everyone can hear themselves. (sighs) So we finish our first set. Everything sounds great. It's perfect. We're not too loud. We're not nothing. We're great. We come back and this bozo comes and adjusts everything on his board. Turns down this, just turning knobs, dude. So now it's like this the vocal, the, it's not even the vocal mix, like the vocal EQ is all off. Like everything's a mess. Uh. Everything's a mess. And the singer is like, What the heck happened? It was perfect. And then she's like, Did you guys t- touch this? And we're like, No. And she's like, I swear to God, this stupid guy. She's like, every time we come here, this is what he does. He thinks he knows, like he's in that position. So he wants to be the boss and like tell you what to do. So he adjusts everything and now everything's a mess. Everything's feeding back. It sounds like you're talking like this, like in a weird, you're like trying to sing in this like weird box when we had it all dialed. Like what the heck is wrong with you? Dang it. So this time it was like that guitar player wasn't there. So we didn't have that. So we had to, everything had to go in direct. Mind you, there's no drum mic or anything. So if you want to put everything in the house, then yeah, the vocal and the bass and the keyboard is in the house, but are the drums? No, because you don't know anything. (laughs) So not that I need it, but you know what I mean? Um, so, So why not have a simple PA, you know, and let us just let us work it. Tell mm-hmm. us if it's too loud. We'll figure it out. Yeah, it's so stupid, dude. So the whole time, Rebecca is like, I can't hear my bass. Can you put the bass in the mix? And he's just like over there, like trying to figure it out. And it's just like, it's dude, just stick to just stick to being the manager. Can you just stick to being the manager and leave us alone? Yeah. Stop trying to do what we do. Or- Stop trying to be like, oh, well, he goes, well, there isn't really a way to turn up the bass. And she's just like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm going direct. Turn it up in the monitor. It's like, oh, uh, there's not really a way to do that. 
was like, what are you talking oh about? It's going in the same as the vocal. You tell me that I can't get more vocal. You have no problem turning up the vocal. So turn up the bass also. Maybe he thought. Oh, I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can do that. Maybe he like, thought you meant like EQ, like the low end. <laughs> I have no idea. But, you know, I'm not telling you how to go and make biscuits in the back. You know, like this is how you freaking make pasta because I don't know anything about that. <laughs> you clearly don't know anything about this. Just worry about getting people to their tables and that's it. Look and see if they're, they're like getting low on their drinks. Ask them if they would want another round. Leave the musicians alone, Dumbo. Yeah, Dumbo. Okay, that's number one. I ain't trying to hear that right I ended now. up talking to him at the end of the night. He's super cool. But I had a problem with this guy. He's yeah. like, this guy bums me out. Changed my whole attitude on the gig. These musicians, Phil, these musicians, like... Musicians are getting out of control. And I'm not talking about real musicians. I'm talking about like like musicians that get me on a soapbox from time to time. Okay. Okay, so real musicians have etiquette. It's unspoken of. Like it's not like a rule, but we have etiquette. You like you don't like, go up to I another man. I shouldn't go up to you and say, hey, can I play your drums on the next song? Thank you. Exactly. Yes. You shouldn't just go and sit behind somebody's drums on their gig and be like, these are nice. <laughs> right. Okay. I've been noticing a lot with like musicians etiquette and like the way musicians are, you can tell a real musician by certain things, like especially like etiquette things. <sighs> okay. So like I have, this is also two parts, but two different examples. The one, first of all, at the same restaurant with the sound guy, there's another guy there. He's smooth, dude. Smooth. Has a smooth haircut. Has the smooth clothes. He's smooth. He's a singer. He wants to make it known. It's always the singer. Remember my singer guy? Mm -hmm. Okay. Kind of the same thing. Okay. So the whole time he's, he's cool breeze, man. He's cool. He's a quiet storm. You just okay. had a smooth week. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah, man. This dude is, he's the quiet storm, dude. He's, he's as smooth as it gets. He's dressed. He's dazzled. Okay. He's got a funky, he's got like a smooth haircut, not a hair out of place. I noticed that these guys love no hair out of place. Everything is very, very smooth. Mm -hmm. Very smooth. Very. Okay. Okay. This guy's sitting at the bar, like it's not even at the bar. He's at the like restaurant bar where you can like see into the kitchen and like they're cooking. It's kind of hard to describe. He's sitting there with his like floral shirt on. And then he's, he's buddies with like the piano player, I think. Okay. And he's like, he's like, uh, he's kind of making it like, he's like, Hey man. Oh, he goes, Hey, this is my friend. And then I'm like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? And then the guy's like, oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah, we know each other. We play. We've played together for years. We play, 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 play. I play here. I play there. Play, play. I play. I'm, I'm a player. I play, play. You know, it's like you're just here to talk about you. Mm -hmm. I just said, how are you doing? You could say, oh, things are great. You sound great up there. You know, you, you, you <laughs> difference between a real musician. Yeah. <laughs> a real musician would compliment the other musician and say, man, you sound great. Are those your, like, ask about the gear, you play here a lot, blah, 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 blah. Then the other musician that you're talking to will normally say, oh, you're a musician as well. Then you go, yeah, we were, I actually work a lot with the piano player 
we've played here before, we've played there before, and that's it. Yeah. So immediately he he he's just waiting for the first opportunity to be like, I'm the guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, I that's my cue. I walk away. <laughs> okay. I walk away. Looks like the bathroom's looking good. I'm gonna go use the restroom because I don't have time for this. This is too smooth for me. Okay, well, anyways, cut forward. We're playing like final songs, like in the middle of our set. We're sitting there. We're playing, and it's it's getting good. It's getting good. Okay. So Rebecca, there's it's like those intimate moments of like Rebecca's just really like just her voice is so nice, man. Yeah, she's fantastic. This, this smooth fool comes up with his phone and he's videoing it. Okay. Okay. He's filming. Not not a problem. That's okay. all good because we're we're killing it right now. Rebecca is straight up killing it. She's going back and forth with the piano player, and they're just working off each other, and it's just really great. But then the guy is like so badly wanting to be a part of this moment in music that he's moved close to the stage now or close to where we're playing. Now he's sitting right in front of us. And he's just dying. He's just dying for somebody to say, hey, man, come up and sing. Mm-hmm. But no one's saying that because mm-hmm. you've already proven that you have no etiquette. So Rebecca is singing. She's just doing these runs, like kind of like scatting. And she's just like singing. And it's just beautiful. And then in between every, every note that she's singing, He's like, oh, girl, yeah, you got to sing yeah, yeah, ooh, yeah, <laughs> Like, no. Rebecca's just, it's its intimate, it's beautiful, it's just, <laughs> she's just, na-na-na-na-na, whatever, singing these beautiful runs, and then, yeah, ooh, yeah, like, with his phone, filming it so you can hear him, like, probably louder than anything, I got the jazz. Yeah. <laughs> like, bro. <laughs> I'm dying. Oh my God. I'm that's like, so good. I'm looking like, what are you doing? <laughs> Dude. That's so good. I had a similar recently. I was playing with uh, Anthony. Uh, and there's like a, a a similar mentality. There's like sometimes dudes just cruise around with harmonicas. Oh God, that blue like, scene at blue scenes, it'll just start yep. playing like like in yep. the audience, like and, and try to come up. But this is a step further. This guy <laughs> busted out a melodica. Oh no! He had his no. own little melodica, and he was just like, oh my melodica along with us. Which is, if you don't know, it's this little, it's like a little piano that, that you, you blow, you blow into. into and it kind of operates like a little, or, like an air powered organ, but yeah, it's, yeah, he's walking around the crowd doing that. And he's this like, is what to, I'm saying. And I kept, yes. Yeah. It's just like, dude, don't do that. That's not what musicians do. <laughs> yeah. Like if you play, you don't have to go up into, that doesn't, that's not an open invitation to every band. Yeah. You just, you just, you just don't do that. Yeah. I mean, you can always ask him on a set break, very politely be like, Hey, I've got my horn. I would love to play if you want. No worries. If not. Yeah. And, and, you know, but you don't just like start, you don't start busting out in the middle of someone's set no. while they're on no. stage and they can't like, 
Dude, and, sorry. We're anyway, in a restaurant. Anyway, the guy interjecting yeah, we're, with we're his... in a we're in like a really <laughs> high class restaurant, and this dude is sitting in the front with other people there. And you, I mean, you can very obviously hear him. Like you could very, very, and this is like an intimate moment in this song in the set. Was it, where this it's is just, no ordinary love. No, this wasn't Sade. This was like just us oh, playing. Okay, and it was like it was like we it was like broken down you know and and it's like kind of the end of the song and so it's just and then they're doing like call and response like piano player will do a run then rebecca will do something beautiful and then i mean this dude is just it's over the top it's he's not a bad singer you can tell he can sing but i can tell you're not also not a real musician because real singers don't do that yeah. You just don't do that. And it's just an obvious plea to please just have me up. Please let me sing with this. Let me sit in. Please. Yeah. And it's just like, no, you start your own band. And, th- and there's rightly so. Rebecca did not invite him up because real musicians don't do that. If you were a real musician, I tr- trust me, we would know who you are. <laughs> you know, we would know who you are. And then we'd be like, oh, dude, you got to sit in, you know, but like, nope. You're just going to go ahead and try to bogart somebody else's gig while filming it. <laughs> oh, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, no. <laughs> Beat it, bro. Beat it. <laughs> Beat it. This is not your gig. Have your own gig. <sighs> and then afterwards, it was so arrogant, dude. Just, yeah, man, that was pretty good. That was all right. You know, and not like... <sighs> We moved you off your seat so you could sit in the front row and sing at us, but it was, oh, it was just all right. Freaking smooth jazz guys, dude. I ain't trying to hear that. Smooth jazz idiots. (laughs) I just tell you, man, these people get me worked up, man. Yeah. It's like, I don't get it. I don't get, I don't get who these people think they are, man. It's the purple. It's the person like Bobby was Bobby Caressi was talking to me about like this, these certain kind of people that just show up and they're not there for any other reason, but just to really promote your themselves, you know, and they have to let you know that like, you know, Oh, I just came from a gig or I just came from rehearsal. Sorry, we're late. Like we were at a rehearsal, you know, it's like, no one's even wondering that. Like, I don't even know you. I'm going to be like playing my drums. Like, I wonder where that guy that's going to come to the show is like, <laughs> so, sorry we're late man yeah we were in rehearsal but you know we play together we do this we do that we blah 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 we 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 <laughs> not once have you said man like hey like you sound great like not once have you said like hey like you know you haven't even talked to me you just started barking at me at how great you are yeah <laughs> can't handle it dude I cannot handle it that was funny people have been dude I've been getting like I I, I have to talk about my wedding gig um the saturday wedding gig on the next episode because there was another soapbox there but like these these people just everything has been getting under my skin as far as like privileged people or like entitled people and um especially on these wedding gigs man these like these people are getting more and more and more crazy i just shouldn't be doing these gigs we went we went out last night I was trying to explain it to summer. Cause I was like, I just don't feel like I should be there. Like I'm not the kind of guy that should be doing these kind of gigs. Like I've worked too hard in my career. And like, she's like, well, what are you saying? And I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm just saying like, I know it's my job and I know it's the money and like, I need the money and all that stuff. But like, there was a difference in the gigs that I was playing, even though 
that weren't the style of music that I was playing, but it was like people were respectful and interested in what we were doing. Yeah. And then we went to we went to um, we were we went to dinner in Carlsbad last night, and we walked by the um, Coyote Bar. Oh yeah. And there's like there's like an old man band, you know, kind of playing like bluesy songs and like classic rock songs, and it, they 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 were. It's just what it is. It's like that's a that's a style you know yeah um and you know they weren't all like they weren't all they weren't bad they just they weren't they were just you could tell they were probably just a fun band of dads that play or grandpas or something (laughs) but i was like this i got invited to play here on friday and i turn it down but i was like that's what i'm saying like i i'm not i shouldn't be playing at this place i hate to sound like that but I'm not an old grandpa that's like happy to play a hundred dollar gig, you know, because I don't know. I don't, I don't know, man. I, this sounds really mean. It sounds like I'm, I'm being arrogant, but you have to kind of set the bar of like what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. You, for example, are like, I'm not willing to play a smooth jazz gig with all these stipulations. Yeah. I, it's imp- you know, I think it's important and it's something that you start to, it's it's an ever growing and changing process. I think like you're always your tastes and what you feel like doing and right. what what you consider to be valuable about a gig might yeah. shift. Like at one point, yeah, just getting a bunch of money and playing the worst music might be exactly what you want. But. I'm not hating on anybody that wants to do that, man. Like I I I'm you know I'm all about making a living doing what you love to do, but. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that I wouldn't, I'm above those gigs because I have played those gigs, but I, I believe in constantly trying to move forward and bettering yourself. And, and, um, I just feel like I don't, that's not where I belong. Like, I don't feel like I need to take those kind of gigs, you know, like not right now when I need to, then I will. But, yeah. and I'm not trying to diss those old guys playing cause they, they sounded fine and they had the whole dance floor full and all that stuff. And they're having the time of their life, dude. The drummer was having the time of his life. He's always wanted to do this and he is doing it. Yeah. So good for him. I'm just, it's not even about that. It's just about the people, how you're treated, you know? And like, it's just getting me bummed out to play my drums. And I, that's where I have to draw the line. Yeah, man. You know? So, yeah. All right, anyways, Phil, that's show 129. Woo! Thank you so much to John Wysocki coming on. Lydia's... Oh, no. What is it called? (laughs) Gosh dang it, I messed it up. Lydia's Closet? Oh, no, Phil. (laughs) Gosh, Lydia's Castle. Castle. (laughs) Jeez. Blew that, Reed. <laughs> All right. Thanks to John Wysocki from Lydia's Castle for coming on today, being a part of the Drum Brigade podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Funky Phil. Thank you, Corey. Yes. Taking the time out of your very busy smooth jazz schedule. Come on. And um, <laughs> and uh, thank you to me, you know? It's yeah. It's just, yeah. Uh, this might be the final episode in Pimp City. Damn it. I know it I, might I'm be. not even there in person. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't mind. We have another show next week. I'm pretty sure. So if you want to do it um, in here, we have another guest though. So mm. if you want to do it in here, but if you do it in my kitchen, I can make you an espresso. 
All right, well, we'll figure it out. We might be in the week after, or I might be gone the week after. Who knows? I don't know. So that definitely seals the deal. This table's coming out of here, and this is no longer the home of the Drum Brigade podcast. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. All right. Anyways, Drum Brigade podcast, episode 129, drumbrigade.com. Oh, yeah. Bed condom. This show is going to go better than this. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe.